In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It seems only fitting that as we approach the end of the liturgical year, we begin this portion of St. Matthew's Gospel in which Jesus presents a fairly lengthy discourse on the end times. And it's in this section of the Gospel that Jesus speaks of the destruction of the temple, the coming of the Son of Man, the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins, and of course, today's passage, the parable of the talents. Now, we often think of a talent as a certain special ability, such as being able to play the piano or having an athletic ability. However, in Jesus' time, this term was one of measurement. Now, a talent was a considerably large measure, thus a talent of the currency of the day would have been the equivalent of about 75 pounds of silver. So we ask ourselves, is this just a lesson on good investing practice? But, of course, we know that's not true. Now, the most fitting interpretation I have found of what the talent in Jesus' parable represents is one's degree of knowledge about the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, it's important to remember that Jesus is teaching this parable to his disciples only. They have left the temple area where where they were for the last several weeks that we've been hearing about, and now they're leaving the temple, and it's just his close group of disciples. And oftentimes, Jesus will preach parables to them and explain them only to those disciples. So this knowledge that they're receiving is, is quite privileged, actually, and they've been specifically chosen to be the receivers of it. Nevertheless, we can also gather from the parable that the intention is not that the disciples hoard this knowledge to themselves, but they must make it grow, they must act on it and share it with others. Now, we too have each received a certain knowledge of the kingdom of God by virtue of our baptism, for it's in our baptism that we're recreated as alteri Christi, that is, other Christ's. We are Christed. We are christened. So as to be witnesses to Jesus Christ himself in our very being. Yet simply existing as a baptized person is not enough. Now in this recreation comes a certain commissioning. A calling to spread the love of Christ and his saving message, which we have been freely given. And make it known to all who come in contact with us. Now with this in mind, let's take a second look at this parable. We hear the first two servants who have taken their talent and doubled it. And that's most impressive considering how much a talent was. Now as a result, they're given the title good and faithful servant. And they're invited to share in the joy of their master. The third servant, on the other hand, a rather unfortunate fellow, he buries the talent out of fear because the master is demanding. Now, when the master returns, we learn that the fact that he is demanding is the very reason why the servant should have taken a risk and at least invested the money to gain interest rather than choosing to do nothing. Now, likewise, we can take a lesson. For we, too, must never see the must never hold on to our knowledge of the kingdom of god but rather we must invest it and our love for god in other people 
Sometimes we may never see the benefits of doing this, and they might seem minimal if we do see them. However, the point is that we've gone out from ourselves and proclaimed Jesus to the world. Now, sometimes we squander the gifts we receive if we put it away and we never even take the wrapping off. We sometimes tend to compartmentalize our faith and keep it separate from the rest of our lives. And, in fact, we're burying the treasure that we have received. And if this is our mode of operation, we need to change right now. Jesus explains that the wicked and lazy servant was thrown into the darkness. And I think we can all interpret that one for ourselves. Now, granted, to go and preach to all nations and proclaim the gospel to the four corners of the earth, lest we be called wicked and lazy and thrown into the darkness outside, can seem like a very tall, if not times impossible, order. And in fact, converting souls to Christ can seem like a dreadfully daunting task this day and age. However, I want to draw your attention once more to the title granted to the first two servants. They're called good and faithful. Now, there's a certain word missing from that description, which I think in our 20th century mindset, 21st century mindset rather, we tend to add it in. And that word is successful. Jesus does not say, well done, my good and successful servants. Success, in all honesty, is not a gospel term. Consider Jesus himself. He came, preached a radical message, and then was crucified by the authorities while the majority of his followers scattered in fear. I think most critics would say that that show was pretty much a flop at the box office. Yet it's 2,000 years later, and here we are still talking about it. So remember, Jesus calls us not to be successful in the world's eyes, but rather to be faithful as he was faithful. So what does being faithful look like? Well, St. Paul gives us a glimpse in his letter to the Thessalonians. He urges them to be sober and alert. And this means never letting your guard down, staying focused on our Lord Jesus. And in doing so, not only will you be naturally inclined to share the gospel with others simply through your actions and the way you live your life, but you will remain prepared for anything that life may present you. St. Jose Maria Escrivá states, A true Christian is always ready to appear before God, because if he is fighting to live as a man of Christ, he's ready at every moment to fulfill his duty. Now, our holiness and our ability to be a good and faithful servant lies in our desire and our effort to respond to the grace of God working in our lives, to act on the talents, the treasure that has been given to us. We're not to receive these talents, our knowledge of the kingdom, our divine birthright passively, but rather openly and allow ourselves to be changed and moved by such a divine call, sharing the saving message of Christ and multiplying it in others, 
in hope that we too may hear the words one day, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come share your master's joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.